Somebody must have told everybody I was preaching this Sunday. <laughs> and so they all took off with the hills. I did hear a rumor last week that a number were going to a wedding up in New Hampshire and other places and things they were doing. So I understand why we have a little less group here than we usually do. But it is a welcome opportunity for me to share the gospel, whatever the group. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So Christ is in our midst this morning, and we praise God for that. This uh, particular theme for this Sunday is about not being afraid, having no fear. Well, I have to admit to you that there's always a bit of fear in my heart when I preach on a Sunday morning and celebrate. You may not notice it, or maybe you do, but my voice gets dry and sweat breaks out and I'm a little nervous. Although I've done this for a long, long time, it's probably a good thing, some people say, to have a little bit of fear on a Sunday morning about speaking from the pulpit. It is a big responsibility. And you speak before a group of people, and you want to share something with them, and you're anxious about that. And then when you celebrate here at uh, <coughs> church, uh, I'm not all that used to this liturgy. I you know, have done the liturgy so long, but there are always nuances. Every church has a little bit of a different nuance, and so I'm anxious about that and a little fearful. So fearful seems to be, well, a part of the human fabric. All of you have your fears, phobias, concerns. And this is what is talked about here, but in a deeper sense in the text for today at least two of the texts for today, the Gospel and the Old Testament lesson. Let's pick up with the Old Testament lesson where we read these words, God speaks to Abram, saying he is not to fear. Well, that's so easy said and done, you know. Abram had his deep fears about things, and for God to say, well, just don't fear, don't be afraid. Well, it doesn't come that easy. And he is wary. His instinct tells him to be wary of any kind of change. And especially wary of what's coming next. But God says to him, do not be afraid. He is wary of, well, the uncertainty of what the following day the future holds for him. Abram has had no children, and he's rather old, he and his wife, and they don't anticipate having children. And you have to understand what was like in those days, in ancient days, when you didn't have any children, no descendants, you had no future. They held out a lot for these children of theirs, what they would do for them and for what they would do for society. It was an extension of them, and they were faced with the possibility of not having that. So they were terribly anxious, terribly anxious. 
and an old age to come and talk about having a child, well, you can imagine the anxiety they might have. Well, that kind of anxiety faced with very dramatic changes in our life can have their impact upon us as well. It manifests itself in our own life about being, well, suspicious about what it might be. Having been so used to a style of life and a way to go and a vision of what it's about, life is about, and all of a sudden to have that changed, for God to intervene or for some circumstances to intervene to change that, can make us quite anxious. We, too, have been there and have experienced that. How we've always been and what we've always done is all of a sudden, well, going to be changed on our part. And we are anxious about that. We have great fears. Someone who traces fears traces them back to death itself. That somehow or other, the fear of death carries over to all these circumstances. Death is the greatest uncertainty, the thing that we cannot completely discern. And these other uncertainties relate to that. What will happen tomorrow? What will happen to my spouse? What will happen to my children? What will happen to all of the things I'm connected with and the people I know? That sense of uncertainty is carried over and linked often with death itself. And God comes into play and says, we're going to wipe out death. Fear may be connected, you think, with that and that uncertainty and not being able to discern what the next day will bring. But God is not a God of death, of uncertainty, of discernment or lack of it. He is on top of it all. He is the God of life. He lives in the places of fear and takes it away, removes it. That's what Luke 12 says when we read in the gospel lesson. When reading this lesson, Jesus says, do not be afraid. He assures us of the outcome. He says that God will give us the kingdom. Follow him and he gives you the kingdom and frankly, you by faith have that kingdom already. So you have the good news. God has already really determined what the future will be. The people of God are ever with him. And in this earthly life, even their earthly fears are overcome because he says, do not be afraid. I am the God of the living. And you cannot be concerned about things that are related to death or discernment or loneliness or all these other fears connected connected with it. You are to live confidently that God has put it all together. He prepares us, makes us faithful to the Lord Jesus by promising all good things. The best of all is the kingdom of God. When he comes, he will gather his best about him and he will sit down and eat with us and he will serve us. That's what the lessons include. 
these lessons in the gospel that we read for today. There are three sections to it. You read it just a few moments ago or heard it read. And in those sections, not only are you told not to be afraid, we're told in the second paragraph why God is going to come into our midst, sit down, and share a meal with us. Though there's a Eucharistic connection in these lessons. And the Eucharistic connection is a wonderful one. Because as Sunday mornings, as we gather here and we receive the Eucharist, the message is there for us. He is here in our midst. He who establishes the kingdom. He feeds us. He who establishes the kingdom. And so that brings a peace to our hearts. Finally, it's certainly difficult to be fearful when we are celebrating. That's the marvelous thing about it. The wonderful thing about coming regularly to church and celebrating the Eucharist. We put all our fears behind us. We gather with him who is the host of this meal, who shares himself with us. And in sharing himself with us, brings us life and promise and does away with all fears and deep concerns. He's promised to put fears to an end. He's the one who calls us here. He's the one who serves us here. He is the one who determines what happens into the future. And that gives us peace of heart. One of my favorite hymns is the one I'll read in just a moment. And I've added just a few, right up my own verses for it. And let me share it with you. It's a favorite in my, in my repertoire of hymns. And it speaks to this lesson. In fact, it takes the first verses of that gospel lesson, and here is the way it reads. Have no fear, little flock. Have no fear, little flock. For the Father has chosen to give you the kingdom. Have no fear, little flock. Have good cheer, little flock. Have good cheer, little flock. For the Father will keep you in love forever, have good cheer, little flock. Praise the Lord high above, praise the Lord high above, for he stoops down to heal you, uplift and restore you. Praise the Lord high above. Thankful hearts raised to God, thankful hearts raised to God, for he stays close beside you in all things works with you thankful hearts raised to God I've added these verses I've taken the liberty of adding these words let us eat and celebrate with Jesus let us eat and celebrate with Jesus and as heaven appears all our fears will disappear let us eat and celebrate with Jesus. Let us eat and celebrate with Jesus. Amen. Amen.